Thanks again for tuning in to Generation 2300 um, with Anna Morton. That's me. Uh, we, let's see, I made a post about this, so if you'd like to read it instead of watching a video, then just go to our website, generation2300.com. Um, this post today is called, Where in the Bible Are the Prophecies? Pretty important question. Um, I didn't realize until quite recently that nearly a third, a quarter to a third of the Bible is prophecy. Um, of course, a lot of them are about Christ's first coming, um, when he came as the Savior, not as the conquering king. And a very large bunch are about the millennium and um, the new heavens and the new earth both of which are after the last hour that we're looking at. But this still leaves a significant amount of prophecies about the day itself, the day of the Lord, and more specifically for our study, the last hour before the day, setting the stage. So where do we find these? Um, there are um, two types of events that I've been looking for, events in prophecy as I read the Bible. They are one, what the world will look like when the last hour strikes and the day begins. Uh, two, things that haven't happened yet but need to happen before the last hour strikes. Um, an important note, the first type of prophetic event that I mentioned uh, will have already happened and some do have calculable dates. God gave us ways to calculate them. Um, but the second type that haven't happened yet, there are things that happen near the end of what we call the church age, what we're living in now, from Christ's ascension in the first century up to the rapture, um, basically the period of time while the church is here on earth. And none of these dates, none of these prophecies can be calculated, including the rapture, to First Thessalonians 4. Um, but we can guess pretty well, pretty accurately, that the last hour is nearly over based on which prophetic events have taken place and which ones look close to happening right now. This is why studying prophecy is so exciting, because when these are being fulfilled, we can guess that the rapture is close. So here are the passages to check out. Um, if you want to take a crack at piecing together God's timeline for yourself, which I would strongly encourage to look these up on your own, because if I can take a stab at it who am not a Bible scholar, then you can. I mean, God wouldn't have given it to us if he, if he didn't think we could understand it. And please realize that these lists that I'm going to, going to go through are not comprehensive. Um, for instance, the books of the minor prophets in the Bible are riddled with descriptions of the last hour um, events. So I'll include more of those references when I go into each list separately and more in-depth in future posts. So the first type of prophecy 
have been looking for is what things will look like before the day of the Lord. Things that have already happened to set the stage. So these are past and current. Um, in Israel, uh, look at Daniel 9, 24 through 26. Uh, 69 of the 70 weeks prophesied will have been fulfilled and the Messiah will have been cut off. Um, in Ezekiel 36 and 37, all about Israel will come back to life in terms of being a country with a land and a language um, and the people having returned from exile. Um, in Isaiah 43, 5 through 6, 44, 24 through 27, 66, 7 through 9, and there are other places, a lot of other places in Isaiah, um, the people of Israel will have returned to the land of Israel, which goes with Ezekiel 36 and 37. Um, and then Romans 11, 25, uh, the Israel will be temporarily blinded after rejecting God's salvation in Christ. They'll be blinded to realizing that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Um, and then he is preached to the Gentiles instead. Uh, to quote one of these prophecies is from Ezekiel 36, 34 through 38. Um, the desolate land shall be tilled instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass by. So they will say, this land that was desolate has become like the Garden of Eden, and the wasted, desolate, and ruined cities are now fortified and inhabited. Then the nations which are left all around shall know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruined places and planted what was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken it and will do it. Thus says the Lord God, I will also let the house of Israel inquire of me to do this for them. I will increase their men like a flock, like a flock offered as holy sacrifices, like the flock at Jerusalem on its feast days, so shall the ruined cities be filled with flocks of men. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. Um, and what the world will look like. Uh, uh, the things that have happened to set the stage in the world. Uh, in Daniel 2, 31-43 and surrounding, we hear about three world empires that will have fallen for good, never to rise, Assyrian, Persian, and Greek. And then the fourth one, which is temporarily fallen, that is Rome, which will rise again, but with less strength. Um, Matthew 24, 5 through 12, just evil and catastrophes will increase in the world. Uh, Luke 21, 24, B, it will be a time of the Gentiles when God is working in the world primarily through Gentiles in this plan. Um, Romans 1, 18 through 25 and 28, people will be suppressing the truth, denying God, and worshiping the creation rather than the creator. See that all over the place. Um, even what used to be Christian countries. Second uh, Thessalonians 2.10b, they will not have a love of the truth. And then 2 Timothy 3, 1-7 and 13, ungodly behavior and thinking will increase. Boy, do we see that. Um, to quote one of them in 2 Thessalonians 2.10b, 
is they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. They've rejected God's truth. Um, okay, and then in the church, how the stage will be set before the day can happen. Um, in Acts 13, 44 through 48, we hear about the gospel of salvation by faith in Christ being preached to the Gentiles after being preached to the Jews. Um, in Romans 9, 25 through 26 and 10, 14 through 20, it's the same thing. The Jews will reject Christ and the gospel will be preached to the Gentiles, which that happened way back, <laughs> uh, back in Acts in the first century. Okay, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 10, those in Christ will be waiting for Christ's appearing. That is an imminent thing that we've been expecting ever since Paul wrote those epistles. 1 Peter 4, 7, the church will exist in the last days. Uh, Matthew 24, 11, there will be an increase of false prophets. Uh, 1 John 2, 18 and 22 through 26, Many antichrists will come, and they will be denying that Jesus is the Christ. That's in all kinds of religions nowadays. Uh, in Jude 17 through 19, mockers will come into the church, causing divisions. They will mock the literal interpretation of the Bible, for instance. Uh, Revelation 1, 3 and 22, 7. Those in Christ will be reading that prophecy and keeping it. Uh, here's Romans 10, 15 through 20, talking about Gentiles receiving the gospel after the Jews rejected it. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed, their sound has gone out to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. But I say, did Israel not know? First Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. But Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifest to those who did not ask for me. That is the Gentiles. Everyone who's not Israel. Just everyone else. All right, now we're into the second type of prophetic event that I've been looking at, looking for in the Bible. Uh, things that need to happen before the last hour strikes, which have not happened yet. Second uh, Thessalonians 2, 3 through 7, the restrainer must be removed. Second Thessalonians 2, 1 through 3a, the falling away of the church. Seems pretty bad now, but it's going to keep getting worse. Second um, Thessalonians 2, 7, the mystery of lawlessness, which is nearly finished rising, as in leaven ra raising a loaf of bread. It's almost done. It seems pretty close. So I'll quote all of Second Thessalonians 2, 1 through 7, uh, which is, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, the rapture, 
we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, the Antichrist. So that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now, now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Not only he who now restrains, only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way and then the lawless one will be revealed. <sighs> okay, next is the aggressors in the first war of Gog and Magog will be getting into position. If you look at Ezekiel 38, 1 through 12. Um, and in math, going by Matthew 24, 15, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3b through 4, Daniel 9, 27, the plans for Israel's third temple will be coming together. So Israel will have a third temple, and you can see now that they're already making plans to build it. Um, in Ezekiel 36, 8 through 11, 38, 1 through 14, 11 through 14, Israel will be strong and prosperous. There, oh, so much about that. Um, in Matthew 24, 14, the gospel will have been preached in all the world, and then the rapture will come. The last point, maybe the most important one for all of us to understand, because it directly affects all of us right now, everyone can hear the gospel, and everyone has a chance to accept it. The reason the last hour hasn't struck yet is because God is not willing that any should perish. He desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's in 2 Timothy, he says so. The prophecies about what the world will look like and the events that need to happen before the last hour either have happened or the stage is being set for them to happen. So don't wait. We're in the last hour and now is the time to believe what God says. To be reconciled to Him and have eternal life with Christ as your Savior and escape the judgment. Look at the clock. Why would you wait? Paul was sure that Christ was coming at any moment to bring his church to heaven, the rapture, and that was 2,000 years ago, before Rome had fallen, before Israel had been dispersed through the world, and then brought back to the land as a nation, before Israel was prosperous and green, and now it's after all those things have happened. The end has got to be near, and the stage is nearly set for God's judgment. But he's waiting. His appointed time has not yet come because he's not done saving souls. Trusting in Christ to forgive your sin and give you his perfect record that you can have eternal life, his death and resurrection, is the only way to have that unshakable hope and to escape that judgment that is coming. As I mentioned before, 
I'll be tackling all these lists of prophecies on their own and in more in-depth in upcoming posts and videos because there are some exciting specifics to look at. Specifics in the prophecies that correlate to specific historic events and current events. So, I'll end with uh, Revelation 1. For all of us who will be reading and studying these things, uh, blessed is he who reads and he who hears the words of this prophecy and keeps those things which are written in it for the time is near. So, keep your eyes on the clock and I'll see you next time if the rapture doesn't come first. And we want to let you know that you can find us on various social media sites, uh, including our own websites, which is gen2300.com. That's just J G E N 2300.com. No punctuation. Uh, we're on Telegram. We have a channel, which is generation 2300. Um, and there is punctuation in there. It's 23 dot dot hundred. I don't know how to, what that little thing is called. In between the hour and the minute. Um, we're also on MeWe. We have a community page there. It's the same. It's generation 2300 with the punctuation between the three and the zero. And then we are generation 2300 channel on Rumble. If you want to watch our videos, um, we have blog posts and videos and updates on and spread out over those four different places. So hopefully we'll see you there. Thanks for listening.